Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. It's almost Christmas and the New Year's. It was Christmas, I guess, for a lot of Division One teams. Uh, of course, that includes University of Hawaii. We're going to be talking about that. Lots of gifts to unwrap and the only people I want to wrap them with. Starting off with uh, Sean Iman. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's up, Wayne? Uh, happy National Signing Day. Yes, yeah, it's Christmas. National Early Signing Day. Early, early. So this is an early Christmas, and of course, Ryan's you. What's up, Ryan? Hey, guys. How's it going? Well, we are going to just talk about this National Early Signing Day. Um, you know, throughout the year, we've had games to look forward to, but this is going to be the beginning kind of a long offseason. We talked about important for this coaching staff to win the offseason, and what does that mean? Obviously, um, getting in these recruits, the right guys. So we're going to talk about whether... This early season period, if he, if the team was successful or not, some of our surprises, some of the excitement that we have, I'll we'll also put into context into what this means, um, you know, with in terms of the conference, um, what we see going on, um, what does it keep us in line with what the rest of the conference is doing, you know, um, does it keep us relevant? So we'll talk about that. Um, we also just want to send a big shout out to our boy Shane Lalau Head Agno, as you know, he was. A co-host here with us here on the Rainbow Wrap-Up and has had to take time away to attend to Family Matters. And we just wanted to um, keep him in our hearts and in our minds throughout the show. And, you know, we just want to send a shout out to him and his wife, Terry, and um, his his dogs as well, you know, who um, definitely... Um, make up the, his children and family, which is awesome. And that's the thing about Shane, right? It's, um, he's a very gentle soul. When you look at him, a guy with big muscles, can be a scary guy sometimes, but um, he's an amazing guy. And such. We are, we've had a lot of um, fun moments with him on this show and in the tailgates and the stadium. And that's, you know, true friendship and true Hawaii sports fans. Um, Ohana is, you know, all the, the connections that we have whether it be here or still in our group folks. chat. Yeah. Still in our group chat. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, for, we do for, keep in touch. For his, for his family. Sending yeah. that out to him. Um, but yeah, so Hawaii sports fans, we are very excited. We are about to drop our 2024 tours, but just to give you a heads up and a sneak peek, um, let's go through it. I'll let you know from January to December, 2024, January, every year, uh, looking forward to our NFL playoffs. We did, uh, Seattle Seahawks uh, 10 years ago already, the first NFC uh, championship uh, were the first uh, playoff trials we ever did, Ch- NFC Championship 2013 and 14, um, which were great games in Seahawks history if you were there at Lumen Field, one of the best games that were ever Glad probably played leave. there. Uh, I'm glad <laughs> I did it, you know, and those were amazing <laughs> games, but we continue to do that every year from that 49ers, our first game, Russell Wilson versus Colin Kaepernick, which is really the beginning of of a new era for the playoffs and how much tickets kind of spiked. So at Hawaii sports fans, that's what we're trying to do. Help you deal with the spike. You know, like we can't all just beat inflation. You know, we're not like McDonald's or something that can keep charging and giving us good deals because, you know, they basically run the market. But 
um, you know, we are helping you for that to, to gain that experience. So it's about getting the value for your money. So the playoffs obviously is a big thing. And of course, the, the Super Bowl. Uh, we've done it a lot here at Hawaii Sports Fans. I mean, you can, if you're hearing tickets are like four, five, six, seven, eight grand, nine, 10, 11, 50 grand. Yes, they are. They are. So think in those terms, like, once again, we'll help you try and get to experience the best value. Um, February, like we said, that's when the Super Bowl is. But we're going to start getting really deep into our men's volleyball season, Hawaii sports fans. And we're excited about that. And, um, you know, and some of our rainbow wrap-up shows will actually be dedicated to men's volleyball as they start to open their year. Um, obviously, being near three-time back-to-back-to-back champions, but just falling short. Uh, we're really excited about a lot of the new recruits, especially the new setter, uh Trent Rosenthal who um hopefully can uh do justice it's be hard because who can That's who hard. can replace a certain guy right <laughs> who has to be named but <laughs> but you know um I think we can all be in agreement that uh the team you know is still going to be at the in the elite group um, in, in, in the NCAA and I, I guarantee this team will still be you know a top 10 team I, I definitely see that with the the talent that already exists but Making it back to tournament will be difficult. But with that being said, here at Hawaii Sports Fans, we already got the tour. So if you're committed, we're going to soon release our NCAA Men's Volleyball Tour. And it's a guarantee. It's going to be the most difficult year to get NCAA Men's Volleyball tickets back at the Pyramid, Walter Pyramid there in Long Beach. Mm. 4,000 seats, that's it. There are more than 4,000 UH fans alone in Fairfax, Virginia last year. So the thing is, it's going to be very difficult to seats, but we're going to guarantee you these seats. We want yeah. to be a lottery. It's a guarantee. We'll get our exact oh, seat. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you, so if you reserve your seat now, you can get your seat for the tournament. Um, but, you know, if Long Beach does make the tournament and Hawaii does make the tournament, the, turn, the, the tickets will be astronomically difficult to get, even for um, people who are pretty close to the sport because of the fact that, you know, the way they'll have to divvy it up amongst all the teams. Um, so you'll be one of them if you come with Hawaii sports fans and we'll do all the administration and all the fees and everything. So that'll be a part of it. And of course... Um, you know, Dodger baseball. And of course, I, I wish I would say angel baseball first, but I have to say Dodger baseball first because, you know, of a certain someone um, who is now <laughs> going to be playing in the blue. And, um, you know, I'm not surprised. Obviously, they were always the front runner. It was always going to be t- between the Dodgers and the Angels. And sadly, the Angels wouldn't even match a really a great that. concert. It, it really it makes no sense. No. And, you know, to, to go through all of that, I'm so upset. I'm like, I'm probably going to, I, I am just the closest I've ever felt to like leaving a program, like leaving a friendship. Like, I mean, I've, I've, the Dodgers have always been my, my other team or my, like growing up in Hawaii, I had Dodgers gear, but like, I, I would watch like very casually, but it's a very different experience. I'll tell you, Dodger stadium is way more expensive than angel stadium, way more mm-hmm. parking to everything. Um, so that's another thing. And with Otani mania, it's going to skyrocket just through the roof. Um, but we're going to be in the home run seats because of course, the white sports fans, we're already got VIP treatment and, uh, we've been working with the Dodgers now since the very first tour, we went on the Dodgers game, 2012, as well as the angels game. So we'll be back to both there, Dodgers and angels stadiums, three games of the men's volleyball tournament, foodie tours, all the fun in SoCal. So come and check that out right when that tour ends, we're going to start our iHeart Otani 2024 tour <laughs> and it's Jeez. gonna literally go into the the dodger series in la and then we're gonna go down to san diego and watch the dodgers play down there against the padres which will be another 
um, really fun event. And, you know, it'll be different. Following the Dodge, like we did follow most of the Angels, obviously, the IR Otani tour last year. It was mostly Angels mm. games he's on the team. But with the Dodgers, they already, it's like watching the Lakers or the Yankees or something, right? So it's, it's a team that already people are coming to watch play anyways. And they already had a star-studded team. With, if, if you are a fo- baseball right. fan, obviously, maybe not if you're mm. not a casual sports fan. But now if you're a casual sports fan, and Otani is playing in town, people are going to know, you know, people are going to know who he is. And now it's going to blow up. I mean, really, it seems like almost like a graduation from him. I hate to say it to go from this team, the angels to the Dodgers just because he's just kind of outgrown it. And now it's just going to blow up, but we're going to be a part of that. Um, again, in May, April 30th will be the day to land on Tuesday. Cause that's going to be the first games. Um, as you know, the NCAA men's volleyball tournament does a day of rest in between rounds. So those are the days that we'll be doing Dodgers and Angels. Um, last year in, in, you know, in Virginia and D.C., if you remember, we did some really fun things like go to uh, plays, Broadway plays at Ford mm-hmm. Theater where uh, Abraham Lincoln was shot. We went to a Nationals game and went into the club mm-hmm. section So and got everybody got $35 of credit to spend wherever they wanted the stadium. We're going to bring that back actually again for the Angels as a Hanaho mm-hmm. thing. And I think it's really fun to create your own experience as well. And, um, you know, take some keepsakes back with you from the stadium if, or buy some yeah. food. You know? um, try oh, some yeah. That's it. Chili Bowl. <laughs> that's Chili Bowl. That's right. So they'll have a chance to do that at Angel Stadium. And then in June, our Japanese baseball tour will start. Um, the first game will be June 6th. So if you're in Hawaii, you probably you have to actually leave on June 4th to get there by June 5th. <laughs> be able to get there for the first game by June 6th. So it's really confusing, but we're going to try and make that all clear on the website. And then, of course, later in the year and post 2024, we'll have our UH football, um, you know, tours coming up again. Uh, Rams tours. We have the visiting the Rams uh, are playing host to the Packers. I know next year, um, if you know anything about our Hawaii sports fans, Rams, Hawaii sports fans section. Of course, Rams fans, wherever you are, Rams fans, you're always invited. Every game should be a game, but we are in the visitor section in a lot of ways as well, because, um, you know, it's right on the visiting team tunnel. So, you get to be right there to say hi to all your players, your favorite players, to holler at them, to set, to you know, throw gloves. This last year we had Pittsburgh Steelers gloves. We got 49ers gloves. Um, it's so much fun. And that's a part of that experience. Like I said, it reminds me of my experience growing up as a boy at the Pro Bowl at Aloha Stadium asking for gloves and Aeneas Williams from the you know Cardinals giving me his. And I just, you know, those are the moments of being a fan that I remember that I want people to have as well because those are so thrilling and those are the things that you'll remember way more than the game, way more than the game. You won't even remember mm-hmm. what happens, especially regular season games. You rarely remember what happens, right? You're just like, oh, did we win? I don't remember. Um, but I do remember when I got this glove or somebody threw me this, you know, so that's really cool. Um, but yeah, um, and then of course, UH football. So we're going to get into that. UH football is going to have a really tough schedule next year. Obviously on the road, Washington State was announced as another opponent uh, just about a week ago, was it? So um, with that Pac-2 agreement with the mountain west uh, oregon state and washington state all the both of them will split i guess the mountain west and each of them are playing half or of the teams i don't know if anybody's playing both of them um but um you know it's we a great are. partnership oh no no we're not we're, we're playing not playing both of them i think everybody's just playing one but oh, it did take away a game an air force game from us and it sucks because we still are not at our th- we still don't have our 13th game so this would have been perfect yeah. but at, and at the same time it's already a tough schedule so um, Get on keeping it, that in mind, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what do you think? I mean, Ryan, you think we should add another game, or do you should we stay at twelve with what we have? 
You know, it, it's tough because it's so late right now to figure that out. Uh, I mean, you know, someone could easily go through next year's schedule and find someone who can take advantage of that 13th game. But yeah, I mean, if anything, we're going to end up finding some, you know, random FCS team ending up playing too. Uh, yeah. Yep. You know, but it, it does give us a slight edge in a way because we can go six and seven and go to a bowl game. I don't think you can uh, count both FCS games, though. I think you can only count oh, yeah. one. Uh, yeah, only okay. one. One every four years, I think. Yeah. No, uh, no, but one every year. Like, I think you can only count one of the wins towards bowl eligibility. I believe so. It might might have changed. Though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I. well, with the 12-game schedule, you get two bites, which I know Timmy really liked. Uh, this year but um i i think yeah if you can if you can sign somebody anybody get another home date yeah you do it well this past year ryan we saw like albany gave us a scare at home and they kind of made that run um i mean there is a risk though of playing some of these SDS teams right at the same time yeah especially with you know some of these higher up names and you know we've got one on the road next year so yeah, it'll be, uh, you know, tricky. Well, I mean, Northern sure. Iowa is at home, so that's the FCS team. Sam oh, Houston yeah. oh, used to be FCS. Yeah. Those Bearcats, they won. The, they, they, they have won national championships at that level. But if you're looking at it competitive-wise, I mean, a lot of those top FCS teams are basically mid-major um, FBS teams, if not more. I mean, obviously, we don't have to go back to the Appalachian State, Michigan, but – Going back even that far, you know, Appalachian State making that transition to FBS has has maintained a lot of their success as well, which is kind of impressive, especially for UH. So now we're fighting with a lot of these other schools, Liberty, Coastal Carolina, all of these other schools. So this recruiting is going to be much more important. Um, but Sean, going into this season for Coach Chang, we talked about him having to win how does he, to you, what does that success look like in, in at least for this early class? What would it, before we even talk about the names, what do you think he needed to address or did he at all? Cause well, this is kind of a bonus. You said this is an extra. Yeah, this is uh, it was just what the doctor ordered. He got linemen, he got playmakers, you know, half of the class is local boys. So, you know, he de- defended Hawaii. He got uh, high schoolers. So I, I think it's a good class. I, you know, congrats to Timmy Chang and the staff for all their hard work in putting this together. So I, I, but, I think I mean, he got he got what he needed. Okay, so he got what he needed. But I mean, yeah. for Ryan, do you think that that it was important that he pick up right now, or you know, like start filling it in? Or you know, a lot of people are going to say like, you know, well, maybe waiting for the chips to fall to some guys will, you know, pop up later on. Yeah, you know, I think it was a great mix, uh, like Sean was saying. Uh, one of the bigger things is also, you know, the commits that, you know, verbally committed that they did sign. You know, you, everyone talks about, like, the big flips, right? So I know that there was, I think it was, like, a D lineman that went, you know, flipped from Florida State to Miami, you know, which is a big rivalry, too. So you see a little bit of that stuff, you know, more on the P5 level with these five and four stars. But, yeah, I mean, for the most part, uh, you know, going through the list, I mean, everyone who said they would stayed, which is a big deal. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the size of a lot of these guys, uh, a lot of these stats, which are, you know, nice, but obviously moving to the next level, we'll see how, you know, how well they do. So now that, um, you know, we can, let's start looking at some of these names, I guess, Sean, what, um, 
player. Uh, well, I'm going to just talk about Mike Alejado because it's the guy that we've been talking about for this whole year because we're like, well, that kid from Gorman, the kid from Vegas. Um, and really, he is a local boy. Yeah. Um, and he was there at senior yeah. night against Colorado State. So um, he has been committed. It shows in his word. He's kept it over. And, and mm-hmm. you know, to be able to have his experience on the mainland and come back home to Hawaii, it seems almost like, you know, a bonus, right? Like a kid that doesn't really care about now having to get that mainland experience because he has it. He went to high school mm-hmm. and now he can come home and he's really excited about living in Hawaii again. So I, I in a lot of ways, it, this has almost been a bonus for our UH to see because it really was during the pandemic, right? Where we really started seeing boys start going to the mainland, high school boys. That really wasn't a thing, but I mean, there was, there are boys going to Utah, Arizona. Mm-hmm. I know of people that were doing mm-hmm. that from Hawaii, but not in the numbers now going to Vegas and to Utah and to other places during the pandemic, especially is when it started to ramp up. But I don't know. I think Ryan, do you think this could be like a market for UH down the road? Like to kind of like at least keep a database of all these kids that are going and finding out, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, you would hope that they'd have something like that in the recruiting side. I, uh, you know, I look at a lot of these players too, and I just, yeah, there's a lot of potential, um, and I like that, you know, obviously you've got to build it with Timmy. We've, we've kind of seen it right now. Um, and he's talked about his goals the past couple of years about keeping players home. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're finally seeing like, Hey, you know, a few of these offensive linemen, uh, you know, coming in, keeping, you know, we've got Ashlock's little brother coming in town. So, you know, keeping yeah. it in the family there too. So, you know, it's, it's what Timmy wanted from the beginning. And, you know, I know our record hasn't shown it the past couple of years, but, you know, hopefully, and, and what we're seeing is a good, you know, building block and, you know, just we'll keep building them and, you know, keep building that wall up and, and we'll see where it goes. Well, now that Michael Alejado has signed, and for me, that's kind of a sigh of relief as well, because yeah. you never know. <laughs> um, but in terms of other players, it's another player that excites you, Sean, um, just give us a name. Well, like Ryan alluded to Jarvis, him, Uli, uh, Ashlock's brother. I'm hoping that, that since he's signing, it'll help keep Ashlock here another year or two, at least. You know, they, they've kind of talked about the dream of playing each other, which is, hasn't really materialized on the field yet. But, you know, they'll have that opportunity at Hawaii. So, uh, also another guy I like that's that Christian Bond, that guy out of uh, that running back out mm-hmm. of Butt College. That, that guy is a load, man. So I'm looking forward to him. We need yeah. him to help it. Running back, you know, running. and he has that. He also has the story. You know, I mean, he uh, worked a ton. I think uh, he was on the Met Timmy right in Vegas that flew out to him. Uh, oh yeah, to, he like, made his own way. Know, yeah, yeah. So you know, when you have guys that are that dedicated and uh, you know coming into the JUCO level, which you know Hawaii loves JUCO story. Uh, you know, we can easily talk about you know, your Cole Brennan's, your, you know, Devon Besses and stuff like that too. But yeah, uh, you know, there's great experience at JUCOs. And like he was talking about, you know, you got to bust your tail there. You know, there's nothing given to you at the JUCO level. You're not always playing in front of a ton of people. Uh, you know, your amenities, not amenities, but your facilities are not always the greatest. And yeah, for them to push through and say, hey, I can make it to a D1 now, uh, you know, that's a big deal. And he, and like you said, he paid his way. You know, he bought that mm-hmm. ticket just to see Timmy and, and Joe Facer in front of him. Well, um, looking at what we said, always being alert as to what is going on in our conference. Cause that's, what's important. We're not going to go and be like, Oh, the number one guy went to Ohio state. Oh my gosh. I'm shocked. Like, no, like we need to be, 
um, you know, living in normal land. Of course, it's great to hear about guys like shout out to um, my classmate, Donovan Raiola, his nephew flipping on Georgia, the national champs um, <laughs> to go to Nebraska, which, of course, his dad, Dominic, is a freaking legend there, obviously. So um, it makes a lot of sense there. And of course, Nebraska, I mean, wow. I mean, if you're going to go there and be a star, I mean, you're going to be blast. You are the star. If you're the quarterback one of a, a team like Nebraska that, um, you know, especially when you have bring so much hope, I think it's going to be incredible for him. But we're living in, you know, FBS, uh, mid-major, and trying to get to mid-mid-major land really where we are. So we need to be honest. Um, but um, I think we, there is excitement from here. So I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm just saying, looking at around our conference, we signed 15 players, which seems to be about midway because um, some teams, Boise signed 18, um, Colorado State signed 19, Fresno signed 16, Nevada signed six, New Mexico signed two, San Diego, mm. si San Diego State signed 26 guys, which is wow. crazy. Wow. I mean. Mm -hmm. That's a new coaching damn. staff too. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's why they wanted, they got a good jump though. Um and a lot of them are freshmen, like looking at some of the names on there. Of course, you're in a rich area of talent, like, um, you know, like like Southern California. But, you know, they're bringing in – they got a quarterback from Indianapolis that they signed. Um, so, I, it, you know, because that was an issue that they had, too, was trying to find a, a QB. Um, and this guy is coming straight from high school. So, I mean, that's the thing. When you're signing high school players, you never know as well what's going to turn out to be. It seems like – Ryan, that this is a very high, and that's why I talked about this before with you, because to me, my philosophy has always been for us at our level since Bob Wagner, since it told me about it, since ever, is that we need impact players. It's hard that mm -hmm. to develop, because what do developed players do when we find those diamonds in the rough? They, and especially in the day of the transfer portal, they move up. Yeah, they can, yeah. So, I mean, does that worry you? Not Calvin Turner. He stayed. <laughs> well, Calvin Turner came from Jacksonville. So, Hawaii was the upgrade for him, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Very loyal guy. You know. uh, congrats to them. Uh, uh, Alex, isn't she pregnant? Oh, maybe, yeah. So, I guess yeah. they're pregnant having a baby. So, yeah, good luck to them. Mm -hmm. um, but, shout out, yeah, Calvin, one of our great players, you know, came from Jacksonville. Um, university and moved to, you know, worked his way up. But I think, you know, guys like he's kind of like um, David McBride, like these guys that now they can, Hawaii is giving them another platform. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, that's what it, to me, it's like looking for those guys. I'd hope. I love that we're building. I don't, I'm not taking away. Like I want to see all these local boys play. And that's really makes me proud. Like, cause that's the same pride mm -hmm. that I feel as being a fan that we do as well as being fans as being from Hawaii, that this is our program. Like, if we feel that motivation to support this team because of our relationship with Hawaii and how it represents Hawaii, then of course for them to want to play for Hawaii, that's really cool. And to be only 18, 17, to know that um, is really you know, important and impressive for Timmy to be able to sell them on that, especially when we don't have the, you know, the stadium, a low stadium anymore. It's like a totally different program. <laughs> I mean, but even with the new stadium, like I think it'll be exciting, but I'm still worried at what it's going to look like. I mean, it'll be exciting as a novelty, but I think yeah. that, um, you know, if we look at it just as, and this is a totally different conversation we're going to have obviously on a show again, but 
um, yeah, it seems like it's more looking at building a whole district. Like they're more obsessed with what is around it than the stadium itself, which kind of makes me nervous, especially with, of course, like if you're going to have metal seats, like you aren't learning your lesson, San Diego State just built a new stadium with chairs in them. And, you know, in multi-use thinking about having professional soccer, they already have an NWSL team that plays there and they're going to have MLS team. But for Hawaii, that's why you have to think as well, how you're going to, you know, build on it. But Mm-hmm. We're going to keep talking about that's another off-season thing for us to talk about. Um, but that's another thing that's important to keep up with our conference. We're talking about our conference here, Mountain West Conference, and how mm-hmm. are we going to move up? That Colorado State game seemed like, hey, maybe we're knocking on the middle-tier door. Maybe we are out of it. Man, this might be the year, right, where we have to be – are we mm-hmm. for real? Because I don't think we're saying we're going to win the conference next year, but we're saying, hey, we're going to battle for one of these full spots next year. Um, mm-hmm. are these players right now, or do we have, um, do you see anybody that gets us closer? Um, Ryan, I guess with this batch, do you think that can move with, move the needle closer? You know, I haven't watched any tape yet on these alignment, of uh, the size that they're, you know, and of course, anytime you, you read, you know, height and weight, that's a, always a gray area, but I mean, they're looking large compared to what we've, you know, had in the past, um, Yep. You know, so that's that's a good thing because that was something, you know, granted, I will give credit to our offensive line this year. They definitely stepped up, you know, along with Shager at, you know, being better about protecting with the pass, with, you know, working with the run game uh, as the season progressed. But, you know, just having, you know, guys come in that can play potentially or at least compete for spots is going to be huge. Uh, you know, a couple of D linemen that were pretty big too, you know, Puefu is uh, what, 6'4, 320 out of, you know, Utah. Um, and yeah, he was their lineman in the state. So to me, know. that's like a that's a big pickup, especially if he mm-hmm. is number one in Utah all of high school. Like I don't know if it was at a certain level. Do you? I mean, because if it's all of high school, like that's impressive because that's a state mm-hmm. that puts out D linemen. Yeah, obviously, how did he not well, sign with Utah or BYU? I said that he had offers from them, so yeah, uh, maybe great. they were getting already bigger offers from you know they already had a lot of D linemen. I mean, that's something that's important to see because even like with not with Riola um he you know Carson Beck not going to the NFL next year saying he's going back to Georgia even before this you know four team elimination tournament he's already committed to come back so that kind of probably helped him flip his commitment I mean knowing that he would have at least another year because if Carson Beck is coming back he's gonna be the man I mean and they're gonna have to it's going to be harder to beat him out you know like even if you're playing better than him in the spring whatever it's just like it's just like, you know, it's, the expectation is there already. It's like he's going to be the man, so they're going to have to go with him. I, I almost felt like that was kind of – it's like when when Timmy was like – when we talked about the run and shoot and how we we're going to bring it back this year. Like, do we actually bring it back this year? Like, kind, kind of. of. Yeah, like all you can say is kind of. You can't even say – you can't even definitively say yes, though. Like, you can only say kind of because mm-hmm. we were just so committed We had, we had in the offseason that we – you know, because we were going to run this offense and we wanted everybody to know it was going to be exciting. It was going to be whatever, but it just wasn't clicking like at all. And we, we need to have a offense before we try and find, pick one that, you know, we want to work, work well. We need to find something that's an identity for us too. But it was almost like we forced ourselves into that identity and then we didn't get production. So I'm, I agree with you. I think, yeah. Obviously, if that's Ashlock's brother, um, Ashlock, and Ashlock was pushing for him, he's probably pretty good as well. Himuli is his last name. They don't have the same last name. 
Um, but um, yeah, brother's there, someone. Um, and uh, from Texas, well, so you know, obviously, like this and that. So I mean, well, I mean, yeah, give us some context with that, Ryan. I mean, what does it mean to play at Trinity High School in Euless, Texas? What What is a school in Hawaii that's comparable to Trinity High School? You know, the, the biggest thing about Trinity is that they have that large Samoan Polynesian, you know, community over there. And you have a lot of players and, and that's been going on for decades. I mean, even when I played them, you know, 17 years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, they had a lot of Tongans that were on the roster, both, you know, offensive line, defensive line. And, you know, to, to see that, uh, I mean, they're, they're coached very, very well. Uh, you know, they've been the powerhouse for a while, uh, multiple state championships, um but well, yeah, tell us I mean, what that means what does 6a mean what does that mean it's just their highest classification so it's know, the highest so, class you can't get any higher yeah, than 6a in texas right wow. and and okay. they used to be i mean take i think it was like five or six years ago they moved everything up so they used to be in 5a which was the top at the time okay um and everything just kind of you know scooted up a little bit um i know that like DeSoto won the state championship this year in 6a and it's going to be an interesting thing this year because they're next year they're going to they realign every two years in Texas. Oh, and okay. you know they're actually going to be they, they actually qualify because it's just based on yeah you know, how many kids are at the school right and they're actually going to drop to a five A level and they're looking for an exemption oh. to stay at the top. Oh, so when okay. you have some stuff like that and that's always tricky you, you know you can't always compare that six A to seven A to eight A state to state because it's all different, right? Yeah. You know, an eight A in Ohio could be a five A in Texas or whatever. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean generally it, it's top and and you know they are one of the top teams in the in the state. Um just you know like I said, superb coaching out of that, you know, that uh high school over there. Uh I don't think Steve Lineweaver is there, but he was a coach that was there for decades. Uh, he was their head coach for a while. Um but yeah uh you know, they, they always ran a pretty solid offense and, you know, it was, it was weird kind of seeing some of those names that I feel like I was one of the few that could pronounce when I was playing, you know, across the sidelines there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fantastic school. So, you know, I, I expect a lot of him and yeah, I mean, I think that's, yeah, his stats definitely show it. I mean, that's a quality he averaged what, 19.6 yards per catch over two seasons. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, so yeah. More- I mean, is that a school that we some of his teammates are like going to UT and going to Oklahoma? Like, is that where you know Trinity kids sure. kids go? So you're saying, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're looking at like a school like because I, I obviously like I understand with the enrollment thing because Kahuku is like one of the smallest enrollments. You obviously can't. Of course, they mm-hmm. make this the case in other sports, just like St. Louis does to go D two. Um, but obviously and they want to play in the open division because it brings more prestige. Is that the same thing? Like six A, like you want to play in six A? Like does that mean the difference between like college players talking about play play D one or D two or something? I mean, in Texas, is that a thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the top classification. Uh I mean, I wouldn't say it's like, you know, the the must have because you still have a lot of great schools. You know, we used to joke because, you know, we'll talk about Highland Park, uh, you know, Braden Jager's alma mater, right? And they used to be in 4A, which was one below 5A, right, uh, for the longest time. And we always joked because they kind of come from a wealthy neighborhood that, you know, they always got paid to play in the lower classifications. So they didn't have to worry about the big guys. <laughs> um, but, you know, you you have a lot of players. Like you look at Alito, who's won, I, don't, I think they just won their 12th state championship ever this year out of, uh, I think they're either 3A, if not, if not they moved up to 4A. 
you know, smaller school, right? Um, but they put out a lot of talent year after year, and it's just because they're a smaller team or a smaller school that they're in a lower classification. Uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously, if you know you're you're the best out of a twenty one seventy five plus, you know student you know high school then yeah that, that says a lot more compared to you know classes that are a lot smaller um but yeah definitely a lot of these big schools especially out of the dallas area for sure you know your DeSotos, your duncanvilles your south dallas teams they're all getting big p5 you know signings out of them so you know you want to compete against the best and you know a lot of the playoffs are televised which gives you a lot in high school too i mean i know that everyone's got the you know, I think, you know, huddle and, you know, of course, YouTube and Twitter and all that. But yeah, these guys can definitely, you know, when you're showcased on TV across the state, that also helps. Right. Yeah. I mean, looking at it now, though, Sean, I mean, without some of these players, I mean, we're going to have to assume that a lot of them are going to have need time to develop. And, you know, Coach Chang already said that, right? He said, like, a lot of these guys need to get good first. We have to wait for them to get good. But yeah. I mean, does that kind of make you nervous as well? The fact that you know, looking at this, I mean, like we said, this is a bonus kind of a time and it's still, it's awesome to get 50. And I think that's pretty good compared with mm-hmm. the conference. But I mean, it doesn't seem like we really attacked a transfer portal. It looks like a lot of these are just, you know, kids that are just want to get it off their chest or well, just signed. Shout out to Timmy for like bringing in kids that didn't just use him to get a free trip to Hawaii. Like everyone that came in committed mm-hmm. and True. everyone that committed signed. Mm-hmm. So I, yes. I, you know, like that, I think he deserves props, him and the staff for like sniffing out the, the fakers and finding kids that were generally interested in playing for this program, whether they play at TC Ching or not. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I heard on a, a interview with, uh, on the TV with at Angelos, they're they're talking about getting tailgating on campus. He mentioned it on screen, like on camera. So I'm hoping that I I really think that affects the, the our product. So you know we're going back to tailgating. It, it really affects the pro- our our football program. So absolutely. I mean, it would be a huge help. To, so I said, we announced tailgating was coming back next year. It would be bigger than this class. I mean, that's what we're saying It's like, Timmy can only do so much, but yeah. he's going to have to do more than even that he realizes just so, because he knows. So yeah, but keep going. Sean. I'm, I'm thinking um, sh- the loss of Shager, we might take a step back next year because we're going to have to develop. We're going to have a brand new starting quarterback, whoever it is, you know, they're going to go in and they're going to battle whoever comes out, you know, whether it's a true freshman or, you know, one of the other guys. So, I mean, we might, we might take a step back next year, but I think maybe the year after that might be the payoff year. So I, I'm hoping we sign Timmy to an extension. I, I think he deserves to be the coach when we do open up Aloha stadium in 2020, 2028, wink, wink. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. I mean, it really makes you think as to why, like uh, for somebody like John Kiave Sangopolotele, who, um, was in uniform this year as well. Why he never got a chance? Because I mean, okay, like looking at Yellen, looking at um, other Brada, like you know they were kind of going to leave, and they it just this was already the tail end. But like, right. this would have been a good chance to bring in somebody that has. Because you're right, Sean. I mean, not not a single person on the roster has a snap with the U.S. uniform mm-hmm. at quarterback, which is is kind of um, scary in a lot of ways. I think there are some good players, but. Um, Here's a, a Timmy Chang quote. This is from KHON, and he talks about the transfer portal and everything that's going on NIL. He, think it's, he said, I think it's ruining college football to see these guys 
jump teams and jump ship, there was a pride in walking to a house and telling a pro parents, telling them what type of program you're building. And now you're telling student athlete how great your place is and what you're going to accomplish here. And what's happening is now you're dealing with agents. Anybody can be a street agent. And that's true because of NIL. Like we talked about that website on our last show. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a, a wild west about getting kids mm -hmm. to sign the dotted line or just to get kids in their DMs to agree to, you know, at your, your, your Instagram page or your, you know, put on your, your, whatever your hat and put it on their story. I mean, like we're at that micro level, but really this is a macro level thing that needs to be taken care of because, um, you know, it can affect kids are just seeing the dollar signs and leaving, but I'm sure it's frustrating for coach Chang. So I'm saying like, I, I think uh, you're right. The shaker thing must really frustrate him because he probably was blindsided by it. And at the same time, he put his faith in shaker throughout this year that he was going to mm -hmm. give them the keys because he would be able to direct have one more year this year and yeah. have another year. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it does almost seem like, you know, coach Chang reading through the lines. Um, I think he uh, feels like he was, you know, kind of double crossed in a way. Mm -hmm. um, well, but yeah. I, I think that there's never been a tougher time than right now to be the head coach at UH, you know, with the facilities, with NIL, with the transfer portal, you're almost having to re-recruit your guys every single year with the fear of mm -hmm. them moving on to bigger and better things. And that, so, uh, uh, yeah. you know, so I think Timmy deserves some praise for holding on to what he does have coming back. Yeah. No, and that's something that's fair, but I mean, I don't think we denied him that, but at the same time is like, this is why if you are the man in this job right now, you have to be the right man in this job right now, period. Mm -hmm. You don't have, there's no room yeah. for error. And yeah. like, it was nice to leave the last year. I mean, finished last season with the win at home. Like it was a nice stamp on an otherwise difficult year that we were able to at least put a bow on, you know what I mean? And that's hard mm -hmm. to do. So I'm going to give him credit for being able to do that, but he can't just, you know, he's going to have to exceed it. This year is going to be accession. He's going to have to exceed um, what our expectations are almost because it's going to be so hard to, and it's a harder schedule for sure. Yeah, um, for sure. And he says, but what he says is what Sean to say um, in another quote, he says from KHON um, and this goes to what Sean is saying. He says, you got to make sure your relationships are strong with these guys. You got to make sure your culture is strong and you got to make sure you believe in what you're building during a time like this. It's a free for all. One thing we pride ourselves is, uh, pride ourselves on is our brotherhood and our loyalty for each other and what we're going to do for the guy next to us. And I totally agree with him. And to Timmy Chang has to keep that airtight. Um, at the same time, you do have to watch out because it can feel exclusive when you, um, and that's what we, we brought up the prayer thing. We brought up the Jesus thing, the God mm -hmm. thing. Um, because even if you do believe in Jesus or, or God or anything, you have to, it's, especially at a public institution, you have to be cognizant that uh, we have a separation of church and state in the U.S. And like I said, whether even if you're the most ardent religious person, you have to respect that thing. And that line can get blurred, especially in football, especially in college football, because yeah. it's almost become a part of the coaching philosophy to inject like different, um, you know, Christian um ideals and principles which is are, and are some of them are well universal you know but and within a christian context you have to be really um you know careful about but that's just one part of it i think you know like we said a lot of these kids have to buy into brotherhood but brotherhood has to be inclusive of every of all the kids that come in as well like 
can't just be brotherhood one day and then because like we know when the year starts and losses mount people talk people leave it happened this year mm-hmm. happened this year so it's not like it's not and it's hard that's what i'm saying like it's impossible for every team to be bought it's like bill belichick you know like not everybody was bought and people were like very oh my god he's like the patriot way i mean it seems like the patriot <laughs> way doesn't mean very much anymore let's be honest but um, you know, like not everybody's going to be bought into it. Um, even in Kansas City, I mean, people but leave every that's year. That's why they got rid of Josh McDaniels in in and Oakland brought him back. Well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. He was talking yeah. about the Patriot way, and they're like, "Brother, this is the Raiders." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's the thing. But some of those things are so overrated, anyways. You're acting. You're yeah. you're giving them like so much power. Like it was this philosophy. Like you know, you had receivers. You had Tom Brady. You had a good line. You had receivers. Mm-hmm. Like it was a whole like obviously Belichick, uh, he has literally they have the worst record in the NFL right now, right? The Patriots. So, um, you know, and and but in the NFL, anybody can still beat anybody. I still stand behind that every any any given yeah. Sunday. Sure. Anyway, Carolina yep. So, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, but I'm saying like, um, we do think you, you realize that if one team is supposed to be committed to something of a, a, a philosophy or like you know like 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 in the military, right? There's a lot of um, indoctrination with, um, you know, and boot camp and everything to get kids focused. And a lot of it, a lot of it is to, to keep order, obviously, but at the same time, um, you know, if you're not bought into that way, you probably are not going to last in the army or just, or in any branch of service, right? Like there's a, a certain culture and, um, brotherhood is certainly, you know, not a boot camp style of culture, I would say, or based on anything, um, you know, regimental, but it's, it has definitely a way of life for sure. It is definitely something that, um, you have to buy into a mentality and some people will, you know, especially people from the mainland, people from the continent who have never grown up around Hawaiian culture. And then the brotherhood is very attractive to them because it's like kind of exotic and it's different and it's new, but you know, it's our way of life as well. So having local boys who are bought in, it makes, you know, they, they are the brotherhood already before they even get to campus. So I think, um, you know, that's cool to see as well. But we also see that with these, like these expat kids, I have to say, like, I mean, it's a perfect example with Pofeli Ashlock's brother and, you know, Polynesian kids, Hawaiians, um, anything we can find with Pacific Islander roots on the, you know, in high schools across the 48, you might even in Alaska um, as well, I think, or would be a, Hawaii is definitely an attractive place for them. And, I think for the the Utah, um, um, well, my friend Sam has that same last name. I don't. They're probably related, but you know they're all related. Um, but you know, like I think that's an example of well, it's like coming to Hawaii is like the Polynesian school. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. anything else, Ryan, that you wanted to comment on this class or surprises that you you made? You see, yeah, you know, I mean, I think that you know, going back to just having local kids around, I, you know, I hope that we get to the point where you know you see kids that you know are potentially thinking about hawaii along with other you know large mid majors even p5 schools and not that just you know the you used to see kids in the past just put hawaii as a logo and you know next to the hey we got an offer right next to you know michigan and ohio state and texas or something like that but you know i think that if we can get this trend going uh you know hopefully in the future just like hey these guys are actually you know considering staying home and, you know, not to say that there are, I mean, there's a ton of mainland kids that are great that, you know, we'd love to have as well. Um, but there is something like you guys saying, 
uh, you know, playing for the state, playing, you know, for your family, uh, you know, in front of your friends at home. Uh, you know, we're, what we did learn this year is that we're also not the only, you know, one school, one state, you know, team, but at the same time, you know, there, there is, yeah, you know, true. something to say, you know, um, because Hawaii is, you know, we're, we're a very own culture, um, you know, with, yeah, our language and it's, it's something very special to stay in Hawaii and play. So yeah, you know, seeing some of these guys, uh, you know, it always hurts to see, and, you know, I think I saw a couple guys that signed, you know, the Farrington guy went to, what was it, uh, Wisconsin or Michigan state. Michigan. There are a couple guys. Yeah. So you know, stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, good for them if they can, you know, further their career, you know, and or school or NRA opportunities. But yeah, you know, hopefully you see some of these guys and some of these signing days where, you know, they're picking between a, you know, a Michigan State and a Hawaii. You know, Michigan State had a not so great season just now. They were terrible. But, you know, having that potential of, hey, he might actually stay home. So, you know, I, I think we give him a lot of credit for Timmy and what he's done so far and what he's, you know, we'll call quote unquote achieved in the past two seasons. Obviously a lot of work to go. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's hard not to get your hopes up too much, but I'll, we'll say promising, you know? Yeah. I think the same thing when we saw last year, a year ago at this time, um, we were like, we're promising even in the February um, signing, we saw promise. So that's all you can hope for. Um, because like we said, un- in lieu of a real true impact transfer coming in, which is very possible these days, and which I hope UH can find. I think there are a lot of kids waiting to see what what is going to fall, you know, what how, what dominoes are going to fall, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. everybody was waiting for a certain um, MLB start assigned so they can start to negotiate because they got to figure out what teams they can be on now and have the money. But mm-hmm. um, now I think that some of the bigger names um, yeah, and like – I think it's such a people. I think the media has been really running with the Matt Rule. You need a thousand million dollars quarterback or whatever mm. to attract a quarterback. Like the thing is, two like, I, yeah, like I don't think at Mountain West level we have to worry about that. But I think that there will be still some, you know, potential falling through the cracks for the next. So this is a good um, class. I think I, I like the size. Like like Ryan was saying in the mm-hmm. in the offensive line, I do like Papali Ashek's mm-hmm. brother, Mike Alejado. That's you know the biggest highlights for me. Um, but a lot of those guys look very promising. But like mm-hmm. we said, we need guys next year that can step on the field. I don't know if any of these guys are. Michael Alejado might have to. He might not have a choice. But mm-hmm. also yeah, Hamuli might, might be able to. Yeah. You know, I mean, if Papali Ashok, you know, be able to go against your brother, be able to watch him play and admire him from afar and compare yourself to him because they're so close in age too that they really are mm-hmm. in a place where they can compare yourself to each other and that's kind of cool because you know they're pushing each other and Pofeli is really obviously really good so um that's that's exciting to see so i i will look forward to the you know february um the next signing i think mountain west will be interesting Hawaii is still not ranked very high, like in the two four seven. There's they're tenth out of twelve. But that we we're we're ne- we're always ranked around there nine, ten, eleven. We're, For sure. We're I'm saying, but we're also around there when it comes to the actual record yeah. as well. Yeah. So like, how do oh, we? I'm get- showing wait. I'm showing that we are seventh right now. Okay. I oh, mean, really? these made up anyways. I mean, okay. I and that's why I said two four seven. Where are you looking at though? Two four seven actually is a one that. Does yeah, 247 sports the Mountain West recruiting? If you look on just recruit, if you just go on, re- I mean, 2023, yeah, updated, it was we're 10th. Oh, I says seven on 
for no, some we're on 2024. Oh, 2020. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Sorry about that. No wonder. Okay. That was last year. <laughs> well, I mean, looking at last year's though, um, uh, the difference is, but actually it's crazy this year on that one. Yeah, you're right. We're seven. Sorry. Um, but there was no four or five stars for any other schools, but this year, three teams have four star players, yeah. which is mm-hmm. pretty impressive. Like even Colorado state got a four yeah. star. Yeah. Mm-hmm um so that that's interesting but yeah hawaii ended up still doing better than wyoming or utah state mm-hmm. nevada air force according to them yeah my air force, I mean, you, air never force know. Is, yeah. Yeah. you never know they never them. Do good they're either. hidden yeah they're hidden yeah yeah exactly they're hidden like they you can't even system. count them yeah it's yeah. the system yeah. anyway so but um i you know i thought you know we did pretty well so congrats to coach timmy chang and his assistants uh, continue to. Can I can like, I say one more thing? Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they a lot of the recruits stressed the importance of Ohana and like the family feeling of what it felt like over here, and it was very different from other places. So you know, Timmy Timmy's cultivating that, and that's what he should be building this program on. You know, heaven forbid it's not TC Chang. Which, to his credit, he does show them where we play, so it's not like a surprise when they get over here. It's talking about that nice article. So, you know, yeah, just yeah, props to the coaching staff and Timmy Chang. I, I think it was, a, it was a great, great job. All right. Well, keep us um, in your minds always at HI Sports Fans, at HI Sports Fans on Instagram, on X, Twitter, and HISportsFans.com. As we close out 2023, we're going to have a lot to share for 2024. Uh, Tokyo, Long Beach, uh, so many places we're going to Tokyo, Long Beach. I guess we'll look two places off the top <laughs> of my head, but so many places to go, so many uh, more uh, checks to put on that bucket list. So come join us at hisportsfans.com, Hawaii Sports Fans. Uh, for Ryan Siu and Sean Iman, this is Wayne Coito. We'll talk mm-hmm. to you guys next week. Happy um, holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Merikalikimaka. So what's so different about Hawaii sports fans? Hey guys, this is Wayne Cueto, and that's a question I get asked a lot, and it's a fair one. There are a lot of great local companies that will take you on the road, get you game tickets, transportation, airfare, and hotel. Yes, we can do all of that too. But the difference here is an extra layer of detail, an extra layer of personalization, an extra layer of premium amenities and adventure that you can't get anywhere else. Starting with our group size, we usually never go above 24, usually around 12 to 15, and sometimes only two to four even. It doesn't matter. Whatever size, we're going to give you that experience. We're going to give you a foodie adventure. We're going to make every moment count. There's no dead time. And of course, you're always going to be well-fed and always eating very good stuff. I can just guarantee you that. But here at Hawaii Sports Fans as well, we want to make you feel like family always. And that's something that is hard to do for most companies. We're proud to do it here. We can't wait to have you on the road. Join us at HISportsFans.com. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at HISportsFans.com.